Welcome back to Purpose Driven in Christ. This message is entitled, Our Earthly Allegiance. Yes, I I know for most of us, when we think about allegiance, we think about keeping a promise to like the law or saying something to indicate we're keeping a promise. But this message is going further than that. God has called us to obey the law. So this is not about not obeying the law, but this is about not being enslaved to the opinions and fulfillment of others because we weren't created to have someone else tell us what to do and then have God's plan and the on the on the back burner. And of course everything has its order, right? So when we're working for a company and we have a manager, we follow that. We follow the the law of the land. But this is not about that. We're talking about the emotions of others, having others' opinions and their agendas impact what we do. So a lot of the earthly allegiance, it's about it, it connects to what we think about the most. Like if if we think about ourselves and how something's going to impact us and how everything's going back to us, and then a lot of times we're, we're we cannot do what God's calling us to do because our feelings, our emotions, our flesh, a lot of times is not in the will of God, and it can really get us off course if if we truly allow it to rule us in that aspect. And so if the concerns of others is at the top of our list and everything we do and everything we say is about, well, what are they going to think about it? Well, how is that going to impact this? And how is that? And everything is about what others might think or say that will cause you to be so stagnant for the kingdom of God. It literally is saying someone else has that level of control over what you do and what you say because you're concerned about the emotions, the um, the opinions, and how others perceive you because we really can't please everyone. We just can't. And so I'm going to go ahead and read um, from Galatians 1, 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that's Galatians 1.10. Paul was just indicating like if he was literally trying to live for people and what they wanted, he couldn't serve. He couldn't serve Christ. He just couldn't do it effectively. He would just cave in and, and and just say, you know what, whatever you want, I'll do it. And he would not have been impactful. He was impactful and on the second um, end of his, his life when he, he turned his life around, when he had the road to Damascus encounter. His life was impactful for the kingdom of God. And if he stayed in that place of just thinking about himself and Uh, maybe with his friends or what others thought of him, he would not have been able to do what God has called him to do. And it wasn't through his strength. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
when he had the road to Damascus encounter, the Holy Spirit came upon him in a supernatural way. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And this allowed him to move forward in the ministry that he that he did that really impacted the churches. And so in order to truly please God, we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit because the the Holy Spirit he he pretty much empowers us to do what we cannot do in the natural. So in the natural, we're timid, we're scared, we're we're so concerned about other people's. But in the Holy Spirit, that's a whole another situation because he takes you outside of your comfort zone. And that's where we want to be. We don't want to be in comfort. We don't want to be in our understanding and our ways of doing things because when we are, it limits God. And this is why Jesus, he said, I'm going to leave a helper. He's going to help you. He's going to give you the words to say. And so this is why we need the Holy Spirit. So we're not relying on ourselves, but we're relying on him. And so going back into like, this whole earthly allegiance, when our focus is on how we can please man by making promises to them that God hasn't commanded us to do, our allegiance is all, it's already to them. Like, so now we're saying, okay, our allegiance is to you. So this is why God says we should say God willing, if it's God's will, but we shouldn't be saying things if we, if we know that God didn't say for us to do that, or we don't know what the outcome is. So God has the final say. And once we realize that, it it helps us not to say things that we cannot come through on. And this is why it's important to say God willing, because if if it's his will, he will see us through that. Um, The next thing is that God, um, God wants us to come to him in all things. So before we make decisions, if we come to him, no one else can have that level of you know, like control with our decision making, because we already know what God said. Now he will bring people to confirm or maybe uh, counsel us in a way where it will redirect us to pray about the situation or give us wisdom and insight about, well, have you considered this, but not to have us get off course from what God has called us to do. And this off course thing that I'm referring to, this is not such a major off course. These are subtle seeds of things that are said to make you think, oh, maybe this is not the direction. And it's not going to come full force. It might just be little seeds to make you feel like, oh, well, maybe I don't need to be doing this because, um, they want me to be here near them or, you know, maybe I don't need to move because I'm their only friend. Like that's, that's earthly. So this is what I'm saying. These are little seeds and see and individuals who are struggling in areas of security or codependency, they can subconsciously or consciously use manipulation and sow seeds where you find yourself pleasing them more than God. And this is through a spirit of manipulation this happens a lot with parents and their adult children. Uh, manipulation uh, with finances. Um, this can even happen with siblings, family, close friends. If they know that they have that level of impact and influence in, the, in your life, they know exactly what to say to get those things moving in their lives. So we have to be discerning to the voice of the Lord because he will reveal it and he will also give us wisdom with how to... Um, move through those situations 
and please him at the same time. So this is not about pleasing others because at the end of the day, God is going to have to work on their hearts. And when God works on their hearts, we're giving it over to them. We're not concerned about whether or not they're going to be mad or they're going to not talk to us and, and that type of thing. When you do everything unto the Lord and you're doing it with love, then he's going to take care of the rest. He said that he is the vindicator. He's going to vindicate that situation. We don't have to put our hands on it. We just do what he called us to do and walk in love. And walking in love doesn't mean that I have to make these these individuals happy in order to walk in love. That's not what the love scripture is. It, it's talking about patience and kindness. It's not talking about um, doing what somebody else told us to do. So we have to really renew our minds when it comes to that. And this is why we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. We need him to direct us because when, when he is not directing us and we're in our own understanding, then we start to make emotional decisions that are easy that are just, okay, I'll do that, you know, and there's nothing wrong with blessing people. God called us to do it, but we don't want it to be where we're being manipulated. And we feel like everything we have to do is for, um, is to make somebody happy because we're not responsible for someone's happiness. God wants us to have joy. He wants us to receive Jesus and truly have that peace and joy from him and not relying on another individual. Now, if, um, and this is why I, you know, it's so important, you know, if, if God is calling a person to move or to uh, transition to another place of, of worship and, and that type of thing, you cannot be enslaved to what somebody else is going to think, whether it's your pastor, whether it's those who've been around you for the past 10, 15 years. Like this is what I'm saying. When Jesus said, pick up, pick up your cross and follow me. He wasn't just talking about, you know, the easy stuff. He was talking about the stuff that people might not agree with because they have their own emotional, emotional um, connection and agenda for your life. People truly do have agendas for other people's lives. And they probably don't mean it, but it's the reality. And we cannot live through other people's agendas. We have to live through the agenda that God has given us. And so if someone, if, you know, I used to always say, like, when people would ask me, you know, could you live here? Could you live there? Like, if they would just say, like, a random place that, you know, maybe is not desirable to live or a state where it's just way out there, I would say, if that is God's will, the flesh wants to say, you know, no, I can't. No, I could never, you know. But as I started to grow, I'm like, wow, I can't say I would never. I can't say I can't do that. Because at the end of the day, if that's the purpose that God has for me, and that's what's going to bring him glory, and that's what's going to build the kingdom and help people to understand their purpose it's no longer about my agenda. I would say if that's God's will, then that's where I'm going to be. So that's how we have to look at it. Not about, oh, well, everyone's going to be mad and they expected you to be there for the rest of the, you know, it, you just really have to be in tune to the Holy Spirit. Um, another thing is that when we are moving in the will of God, we, we don't want to be in the habit of waiting to get edification from others, validation, and having other people celebrate what God's doing. What, because some, for some people, they might not understand, especially if you're called to the mission field. 
and your best friend thought you were going to be with them for the next 15 and 20 years in the same location, even though that is, they, 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 that's a great thing that you're doing, if there's something in them that is unable to handle that, they, will, they can potentially speak out of their emotions and flesh and impact the destiny and uh, assignment that God has for your life. And this is why it's important to guard for us to guard our hearts, because it goes right back to when we guard our hearts, then we're no longer allowing seeds of confusion, seeds of manipulation, seeds of insecurity from others to dictate what God is calling us to. And so... Um, in 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. Now, our hearts are always going to be tested. You know, God never tempts us, but our, he will allow our hearts to be tested. He already knows the outcome. He already knows the outcome. The test is for us. The test is to remind us where we are spiritually in our walk. Are we still living for people or are we living for God? And for a lot of us, it is a wake-up call because we can realize that we're so concerned about others. We're so concerned about disappointing others and and not having... Um, 30 and 50 friends, you know, friendships take investment. Friendships take reciprocation. And so if everything is about, you know, you, because a lot of it, a lot of it points back to us about like, what are we going to lose? What am I going to lose from this? You know, am I going to lose? At the end of the day, if, if that relationship is not pointing you back to God and bringing the best out of you and adding value to your life, then you need to ask yourself, what is that relationship all about? Are you in that relationship to please them or to please God? And see, these are some questions we need to start asking ourselves. But this is the type of stuff that really helps us filter our decisions in life. Because a lot of times we, we don't know that we're, we're living to please others. We might be uh, trying to avoid tough conversations or arguments with people. Guess what? God's our vindicator. He will take care of the heart. So before those situations, we have to pray, Lord, please move on these individuals' hearts as you have me to move forward in your purpose and will. And he will do that. And another thing is, you know, while we're here on this earth, as you know, we're living life, people pass on and and they lit, they leave, you know, um, wills. And <clears throat> for some people, they leave, uh, they, they, they tell, you know, certain individuals, you know, I want you to do this, you know, and they're making promises. And, and those who are still living made a promise to those who have deceased. And, you know, and, and I know the intention is good. The intention, the heart as well to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to do that for you. And a person might take on something making a promise to somebody that they cannot handle. So for instance, if someone leaves an inheritance of a home and you're unable to afford it, it's not paid off, but you're like, I have to keep this home because aunt so-and-so said I had to, and you're depleting your funds trying to keep up with the home that God never said to keep up with. Your aunt did, you made a promise to your aunt, but God never said that that's what you were called to do. And so through that, we think that now that that's our purpose to keep up with something 
from a promise, from an earthly allegiance, from a person who is no longer living. And now that's impacting what God is calling you to do right now. And these, I mean, the list can go on on the stuff that people are enslaving themselves to because it's a mental thing. It's an emotional attachment that this is what I have to do because this is what this person said. God gives us wisdom. We have to break out of that. God can help us break free from pleasing people and living for the opinions of others. And when we do it in the right order, God will allow those boundaries to be placed. And then we guard our heart and and we, we will be able to say, you know what? I know that my aunt said this, but this is what God's leading me to do. And I, and that's okay because I'm more concerned about what, what God's will is than someone who didn't hear God's will or was potentially um, responding in their emotions or didn't uh, say that with wisdom and didn't realize my finances were set up like this. And so, and it's okay because at the end of the day, we're living for our creator, not creation. Woo! We're living for our creator. And as we live for our creator, we will be able to be a blessing to creation, but they don't have to rule over our thinking. And so as the body of Christ, we can exercise humility, wisdom, and faith in all that we do. We no longer have to rely on somebody else because now we have the Holy Spirit. We have him. He can speak to us every day throughout the day. And he gives us direction, confirmation, and he helps us to understand what God's will is. And we can filter all our decisions through him. And so we just want to make sure that we are not making decisions out of fear. Because a lot of people pleasing is a result of fear. Is it earthly allegiance or spiritual allegiance? And we don't want fear to dictate what God calls us to do. So I want us to be reminded that there is nothing impossible with God. So if there are some decisions that need to be made, we go to the Lord first. We pray. We ask him to intervene. Some things we don't even have to put our hands on. He is working in the spiritual realm supernaturally on our behalf for his glory. This is not to elevate us. This is for him. And as we do that, he can prepare the hearts. And if the hearts aren't prepared, that's okay. He's prepared us. We have the Holy Spirit in us to strengthen us. So I'm going to go ahead and pray that we're encouraged through this message and that we're reminded that our allegiance is to God. We have a spiritual allegiance here on this earth. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for loving us enough to give us your word, to give us wisdom. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for guidance. We thank you for helping us to be conquerors in all that we do, that we are overcomers through you, not our strength. Lord, we come to you in a place of repentance. If there's anything we've done that we've thought of or any actions that have had us bound in our life and and currently, Lord, we ask that you free us up that you help us to renew our mind and that we're intentional about filtering every decision through the word of God and not through fear. 
and not through earthly allegiance, but through our spiritual allegiance with you. We thank you so much for who you are. We give you the glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. All right, you all be encouraged and reminded that there is nothing impossible with God.